All right, Gordon, let's uh, let's do it. We're I think I'm ready. Yeah. I'm going to do this in one take. This is going to work. In this episode of the... Nope. <laughs> See, I mess it up just on purpose yeah, to mess it up. Like the Warriors throwing game two so they don't sweep and everybody angry. Yep. Right. Whatever. Not that you're upset about that or anything. I Yeah. The who? That movie, The Warriors? That's Forget it. We're not talking it. about it. We're not talking about The Warriors today. Nope. Damn it. Basketball. All right. In this episode of The Full Nerd, a new case meta... Uh, how do they, they even say that? How do? How would they? Sure. Young people say oh, that. Oh, Gordon. I don't... In this episode of The Full Nerd, a new case meta, PlayStation 5 versus PC. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode ninety one. I hope I got that right. Yeah, that's that true. Ninety one. Okay. Awesome. I did not miscount that. I'm your host Gordon Young with co-host Brad Charkas. Hey, Internet. Today, Melissa Rio Frio joins us, fresh Hi. from New York, and Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal. Melissa, it's good to have you here. You haven't uh, you haven't been on in a while. It's been too long. Yeah, uh, and uh, before we get to your fun uh, New York shenanigans, I'll uh, point out to the the viewers and listeners. I've got a, a new mic that I'm trying out from Blue Microphone. Uh, they sent it to me to to test out. Uh, so I'm trying to mix it into the rest of the people. Uh, if it feel if it sounds weird, let me know. Is it a USB or three point five? Nope, it's uh it's XLR. Orange. Oh, uh, XLR. Yeah, it's uh it's wow. one of their entry level podcasting microphones. Uh, it's the Blue Ember, I think is what it's called. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's maybe it's, uh, maybe the new technology will help you pronounce people's names correctly. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. I, I did. <laughs> they did reach out to me and tell me that that would work. So I'm gonna hold them to it. Uh, just kidding. Harsh. But we'll try. I like we'll that it's XLR though. That is the bummer thing about all the the. The podcasting, the the streaming mics is are all USB. I understand why, but we can't really use them here. Uh, yeah, well, and you know, uh, I'm working on that that series with Elena, you know, of doing her uh, Twitch streaming. Um, and yeah, she she even chose a USB based mic. Well, you have really? to, you have yeah. to. I mean, yeah. you don't want any extra yeah. hardware. It, it depends on how deep you want to get into it. You know, I I know professional ones that do XLR and, and board and stuff like that, but. So not everyone does USB based, but yeah, I mean most people. Ninety nine percent pro. Yeah, I mean, well, like the big the big ones don't. I'm sure. I'm sure they use uh, real real hardware, but most people yeah. use USB. It's just too convenient. It is not. To it use is. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, we, I we've think got they, some fun topics to talk about. Yeah, Melissa's just come back from New York City, fresh off yes. the uh, the airplane, and not just New York, but Brooklyn. They actually bust and boated us out to Brooklyn, uh, Acer did, to see their new generation of PCs. Nice. Um, and the reason they sent us out to Brooklyn, because believe me, we were all asking, why are we going to Brooklyn? Is because they wanted to be part of the new hip already seen in, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Oh. Yeah. And hmm. because what they were introducing, the major thing they were introducing, was a new product line called Concept D. And nice. I'm still trying to find out what the D stands for, but the name stands developer. for <laughs> design. Could be developer design. Um, 
But what they were trying to do was develop what they actually called a lifestyle PC brand. And mm-hmm. we're like, what's the lifestyle part? Because actually these PCs are made for creators. And so all of the laptops and desktops and monitors they introduced were designed for people who, you know, every day for their jobs were working on video, animation, something where like color correction matters, like all the monitors are Pantone certified, Adobe, RGB, 100%, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and as far as the PCs go, you know, you may be used to thinking of Acer as the value brand and they give you a good price uh, for good specs, uh, but maybe not the most exciting PCs in most cases. So, so wait a second. So lifestyle means work now? That's kind of depressing. It's yeah. kind of weird. I'll, I'll get into more of that later. <laughs> But anyway, these Concept D desktops, uh, they are white, which I guess is part of the lifestyle signal. Well, not all of them, right? There is one <laughs> black PC. Don't ruin my oh, story, sorry. Adam. I'm sorry. Jesus, I'm trying oh, to build here. Man, Dang man it. it's so hard my bad. to work with people who aren't storytellers. Know, like me. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, all right. Most of the brand is white. Um which appears to signal like minimalist designer. The highest end desktop is black. But let's get to the insides of the PC, which is what matters more to me. The Concept D 500 desktop, which is white, uh, offers up to a core, a ninth gen Intel Core i9 9900K and up to an NVIDIA Quadro RTX 4000 GPU. Um, you've also got room for up to 64 gigabytes of memory. You've got storage options up the wazoo. Uh, but uh, the other thing is that even with all these high-end parts, they design these PCs to be quiet. So all of these PCs are supposed to operate under 40 decibels, which is a library level uh, of hush, for those of you who don't know your decibels. Uh, and they do that by using their Aeroblade uh, fans. Which are... And probably, well, actually, those are in laptops. Excuse me, we're not talking about laptops today. Um, uh, which are what, sorry? The Aeroblades are just uh, different designs, so the blades are quieter, I'm guessing? It's a patented fan by Acer that's metal. Uh, And, uh, yeah, they're supposed to be really quiet. Um, I'm actually not sure if they're using... They're not using the laptop versions of the Aeroblades and the desktops, but even the desktops are supposed to be uh, under 40 decibels during operation. And so if you think of that as a lifestyle thing, do you want a PC going... You know, while you're working... Gamers do. Well, Mm. actually, this is the question we can get into before we move on with the specs. If gamers, okay, gamers are used to having loud PCs, they've got the colors and everything. I can see the colors as being part of the gamer culture. Do they really want loud PCs, or is it just that that's all they can get? I'm going to disagree with Gordon. I actually have a pretty badass gaming PC of my own, and it's pretty whisper silent. Mine's pretty close. So you like that, right? You like that it's quieter. I love it. Yeah, actually, uh, I've been using the G-Sync HDR monitor. And that has an active fan in it, and so that's the only fan I can hear when I'm working, and it drives me crazy every time my monitor fan kicks on. The problem is everybody's just spoiled now. What do you mean? Everybody's spoiled, because back in the day, loud was the only thing you could get. Yes. And it was okay. And yes. You, and you dealt with it, but now everybody's like, oh, God, everything's got to be a custom water loop, and oh, my God, my card is, my GPU is like, too loud or something like that i just don't eh. well gordon since we're not all walking uphill in the snow to school anymore both ways 
maybe it's okay to have a quiet PC. Although I, I have to, I do wonder though. Did they actually say library? Yes, Why? They, because they did say they have not been to a public library in the United States. <laughs> in I wasn't going to comment. Time. <laughs> I have a family friend who is a librarian, and believe me, the training they go through to be a librarian now is like, are you sure you're not a police officer or a paramedic? Because that's, <laughs> that's really what you Yeah, you know, they got us training to give, you know, the OD thing, whatever it is, for people to OD. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, really? In the library? It's like, and I'm sure it's not actually quiet. It's really, like, very loud. It's, it's yeah. Um, you know, th- this was... <laughs> you could make those fans louder to distract you. <laughs> I, and honestly, the, this was the weird thing, you know, and obviously I know that I'm a, you know, video and photo professional, so I'm only one subset of the Concept D target mm-hmm. market. Uh, but especially in when I think of the times that I've worked in larger places with uh, many other video editors uh, or audio editors or anything like that... Uh, silence or you know how how quiet or how loud the case had nothing to do with anything it was all about performance it seems like a weird thing to really like hang their hat on is oh it's so quiet for me i'm like i start to get skeptical of saying like oh well does that mean it's at a cost of performance because i don't want that i i i want the best performance you know and it it even if it gets loud you know most of the time i'm wearing Uh, headphones i'm actually really encouraged and intrigued by the idea of them putting a little bit more thought into acoustics because like i said that's a big deal to me um our gpu testing rig that we use to test graphics cards i have that thing overclocked i have the fan speeds going real loud that thing's that stereotypical like it screams when you turn it on kind of but my pc you know you just reduce the fan speeds a little bit you're fine with slightly higher temperatures if you're already buying pretty good hardware like i have a gtx i took it out but it's a 1080 ti and uh like a EKWB closed loop cooler. And if you just, you know, reduce the fan speeds a bit and you're fine with a couple degrees warmer temperatures, then, I mean, you can get stuff pretty quiet these days and it, it makes a huge quality of life difference for me. Well, I mean, but like, I understand, like, in, you know, and I mean, it's the same for me, like in my house, I want it nice and quiet. But they were specifically saying, hey, you're in a work environment with other work professionals. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've been in that environment and nobody ever cared. It was never a problem of like, oh, it's too loud. And th- and this is, well, you know, like 10 years ago when cases yeah. were more loud. Yeah, uh, but what Acer is saying is that in an environment where everyone's using one of these PCs, if they're all loud, then you might as well be in an airplane. No, not you know, necessarily. It's really not. noisy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but But also what they're saying is that why not have it be quieter? And what, what what they are saying, though, is that using a really loud PC in an open office and then multiplying it by like 10 or 20 creators just got to be noisy. As a matter of fact, the reason they made these PCs is because they found that people were buying their gaming laptops to do video and animation and things because that was the best way to get Most the powered, hardware they yeah. needed. But then you multiply that by 10 or 20 people and you have these really loud blinking obnoxious PCs in an office in an open office environment where you can see everything and hear everything and that people were saying gosh I wish they were quieter we could also say gosh I, I wished when people had cubicles and maybe if you did I'm that actually, the part that intrigues me about all this the whole idea of an office full of creative professionals working like this uh it might make sense if you're like the manager walking around but like if you go into Adam and Dan's nook in the office they're always wearing headphones while yep. they're video editing and stuff. So I'm curious. I'm not sure how much of a difference those noise levels make in an actual production environment, but I could see it 
making a big difference in like a creative agency or something like that, maybe. Yeah, well, and, and hey, you know, if they can, once again, if they can not hamper performance at all and still make it yep. quiet, then you win both. Cool, great, yeah. you know. Uh, no, and I don't think so. they're hampering performance at all. I mean, the specs I just told you are for the low-end machine. <laughs> the, the, the Concept D900, their high-end desktop, uh, has a dual Xeon Gold 6148. Uh, it has 12 memory slots you can have up to 192 gigabytes of ddr4 ram uh it comes with a quadro rtx 6000 um you can have a one terabyte ssd and uh two four terabyte hard drives that's and it's the same thing it's got six cooling fans actually they're not claiming 40 decibel quiet on that no i don't um, i just noticed uh, i don't think that. Be, that would be the impressive thing although i guess if you had your second case for your car radio yeah. then it would be yeah but quiet. you know it's got five storage bays it's got a lot of space now this desktop starts at twenty thousand dollars that's about right yeah, I mean, yeah, gold. these are the kind of people who used to buy Mac Pros when those were available, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, though. I, I, can I, it's funny because I think, you know, it's very much for an enterprise customer. You know, yeah. I mean, real, I mean, you're buying Dulzeon, someone else is paying yeah. that bill, not, not yeah, you. definitely. I just, it's something where I, I wouldn't expect play, Acer to play, but I, I guess I'm wondering yes. if they've had great success because of their gaming stuff, and then now, like well, you were saying, they, they did. They claim that they're the number one gaming PC brand in the U.S., does that mean sales, or does that mean... That's in sales. And uh, you can kind of see that. First of all, their Acer Predator yeah. Helios 300, the $1,000 model, is one of the five top five best-selling models on Amazon yeah. laptops. And they do provide good value for the price. Now, what mm. they're saying with these Concept Ds is that they're getting into this enterprise space. You know, they've had work PCs before, but... You know, these are serious computers, and this would bring them into competition with Dell and HP, you know, who also have their creator, you know, yeah. pro models. Um, well, and, and people who want to build their own, too, you know. Like, yeah. yeah so. But they're probably going to come in a little below. I mean, that's kind of what they said, is that we're still going to give value, but with these high-end, no-compromise PCs. I guess that's why the looks are so subdued. I mean, you have the, there's that black case, and then you have the white one, and it has a, a wood top on the thing? It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's say something about, so the, the low-end machine, the Concept D500, it's white low and you, you can, yeah, it's low-end. 1700. <laughs> 1700. Uh, it has a wood grain look top to it and when you have that top on the PC, that means it has wireless charging. Yeah. That's actually the feature that they're showing there. But they chose the wood look because they could have colored it just like white or some random color. Is because they wanted to bring a natural element into the design. Uh, sure. See, yeah. that's, that's where I'm kind of like... As someone who we're talking about $20,000, $2,000, the cheapest PCs here, I was actually really intrigued to see them bring out a white PC with a wood top. I think case design is, you know, sorely lacking these days if you want something Agreed. other than a black box with a tempered glass side. Totally. Agree. And I was really intrigued to see them bring it out. Uh, but I, I'm just not a huge fan of the design of that one. I think it's a funky shape. I think that would be kind of funny right? on the you, top. So you don't the like big, the curved corners? I don't like the curved corners. I don't like the cutout and the wood at the top. Uh, that big black square in the front is probably great for ventilation, but yeah, just that it whole doesn't thing seem quite as coherent as I hoped they were looking for, in well, my opinion. Would you have wanted the black grill to be white instead? 
I don't know. I think I would have just liked it either slightly less curved or slightly more curved. It looks like uh, like a rectangle that just had a little bit too much to eat or something. It doesn't like really <laughs> owe anything. <laughs> well, and I th- I thought it was weird that. I mean, I, I totally understand them saying, hey, you know, creatives want something more elegant. I, we've having some people <laughs> in the chat saying, hey, these are the same people who would, you know, buy Mac Pros and, and yeah. iMacs and stuff yeah. like that who, who do care about the visual design. And, and that's awesome. But then they they didn't follow through on the high end. They they did it and they thought about it on that low end one. But then it was like, <laughs> whatever, and just black box on the top one. They just black box. Uh, which is weird. But, you know, I mean, in terms of yeah, case design, I know... That that part of the stream, our, our Slack definitely lit up with people saying, you know, either you know they they liked or didn't like the design, but also more importantly, like, hey, we wish we had more designs of, uh, yeah, you know, more interesting designs than just black boxes. I mean, we, you know, we get to play with some some pretty cool custom things around here, but just for on the the general, it's you know usually tempered glass with black. You know, yeah, that's the current meta, as they say. That's oh, the but meta, it's hard, yeah. right? You, what are you going to do with a box? It has to be a box. Yeah, you know, you know what's interesting though is is whenever I go to Copytax or CES and you see all these different case designs, like uh, uh, Inwin has a ton of wood cases. They had this kind of wood design cases, but I've never seen one in the wild. I I just and I'm, I'm sure you know they're selling this. Isn't that true with ninety percent of what Inwin makes yeah. in general? Though <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, they're really beautiful. That you have these very different designs, but it feels like every like nine it feels like literally 99 percent of gamers is you know black case tempered glass rgb yep. that's and that's it that's like that's all you can do these days what would you pay for because i'm guessing that a lot of these people they buy their case they're like oh that looks really cool but they're going to end up with the 70 dollar case because money oh you mean for the case how much yeah. would i pay yeah i you know i, I pay 250 dollars man i think it I yeah i got a high-end fantex Oh yeah, yeah. I'd probably go to two to two hundred and fifty. I mean, it depends. Cases, you know, it's interesting because the case market for a long time has been it's either under a hundred dollars, yeah, or over five hundred dollars. And then the middle section has just been hollowed out. It used to be one hundred and fifty was a normal case price. That's what mm-hmm. you kind of like. You got a really decent mm-hmm. case with all mm-hmm. the cool features. All those features have migrated down to the low end. And nobody wants to pay $150 for a case because I'm going to buy a $80 case that yeah. has all the features. Yeah, exactly. And then, but then the other end, you've got the 250 to $300, $500 cases that are just crazy. But yeah, I, I, wish, I, I wish actually, it's a, I, I feel like Acer just kind of botched the execution of that one. I like the idea of what they were doing with that case. I like the idea of being able to get a white PC with a wood top or a wood PC. Like, I would pay a mm-hmm. lot of money if I could get a real nice wooden case. Oh, yeah. Like, that's something I would actually spend several hundred dollars on. Uh, and we all say I, that. I would. Like, I would. Uh, I mean, this is, there's plenty of people that have, have, have had wood inlays in cases for a while, but... Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to pay for it. It's like, oh, that's really nice. Give me the eighty dollar one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, everyone has their own balance of needs. You know, how quiet do you need it? How pretty do you need it? Where are you even putting it? You know, yeah. I I know like mine is on top of my desk because I I have no room underneath. Yeah, just the style of desk I have. So like I my next case is definitely going to have more thought put into how it looks. These these systems they were mid towers, like you know, decent. Yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. Not. And they can shove two Xeons in there. That'd be impressive. The the dual Xeon one is, is wow. Okay, that's a lot of hardware for 
a pretty tiny case. Yeah, yeah. Well, I that think... black case. I'm looking at these pictures. That black version that you were just talking mm-hmm. about. That mm-hmm. thing is massive. That thing looks like a double decker bus. It's, it's so long. Yeah, and it's got oh. six. It's got six cooling fans. It's like a really deep <laughs> case or something. Brad is a, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I saw that. I it's, thought it was uh, the same actually, size well, as Y1. Look at the. Oh God, it's in metric. It's. <laughs> oh yeah. The it's... other one looks more standard. I have I have screenshots from the live stream. Okay. <laughs> Huh. I just kind of wonder if, like, we're due for something new. I mean, I, that's kind of the cool thing about the white. I mean, we all say that, but, you know, I, I still like the way black tempered glass and RGB looks. Well, I think yeah. in general, I can understand why that sells by far the most, because most people are just looking for a case. But I wish there were more options. Like, just today, NDXT launched uh, a Pip-Boy version of its uh, H500, which is an amazing case for, like, 70 or 100 bucks. Today, they just released a special limited edition one uh, that's all done in blue and has the Pip-Boy from Fallout 4 doing its thing up and stuff. And oh, I just, oh, nice. I love, the older that I get, the more I like, like, personal touches on PCs. Like, How much is it? Uh, I don't remember. Huh. I think it would be cool. Under, Go ahead. The other ones have been around $200. Since Ooh. this is the H500, I wouldn't be surprised if it was yeah. less than that. Yeah. I just kind of wonder, though, you kind of buy into that and you just feel like, you're stuck with it forever. I mean, it's it's a major change to to swap everything out. Yeah, you can't just do it. You're like, oh, I want a different case. I would almost think like the if I were NZXT, I would do like, oh well, we got Pip Boy, and then whatever the hot new game is in 24 months, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll reskin your case. We'll sell you the top both yeah, sides yeah. with the new theme, and I'd be a hundred dollars for it's that. Just Fortnite. right. I like that idea, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's like you don't want to like. Oh, no, I'm no. stuck with this. Too like, much what, what are you doing with your Battlefield Two case? It's a good game. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good game. That is kind of, or, or at least maybe the side panel or something. No, yeah. you have to do the full thing because if you are a case company, you go like, yeah, you you do the top sides and you just, and you just have a line. Of mm-hmm, custom, mm-hmm. you know, side yeah, because it looks like out, it matches. Take out the you don't want to look all funky and have like one side is Pip Boy and the other side is Battlefield <laughs> Five or something like that. That would be or like maybe what? you do, you know, maybe one side's uh, PUBG, the other one's uh, Fortnite. I guess yeah, you could mix do and it. match. NZXT uh, actually, speaking of their custom cases, the first one that they did based off games like that looked like uh, the supply drops in PUBG, <gasps> the crate. Nice. Oh, oh, I do remember <laughs> that one. I do remember that one. Yeah. Well, uh, Gordon, the the people in the chat think your uh, your idea is a good idea. I, yeah. I I mean, you know, it's cool because this is there's people who have businesses where they'll do custom, you know, hydro dips and paints, and you have, oh, yeah. you know, uh, folks like Falcon and, and Origin and all these folks in the main gear behind us, and they do custom. You order your paint job, yeah. But you know, it's you're beautiful. pretty much you're beautiful, but yeah, you're stuck with it. So I, I like the idea <laughs> of just like oh, you, they could do it as a subscription service. <laughs> like you like get go. a new one? No, oh, we'll send you a new one. Uh, Anthony Williams said they had a battle Battlefield twenty one forty two mouse. Do they regret that? Wow. Well, he says he says he misses it. So you know, twenty one forty two. Yeah, yeah. I never. Maybe Sorry. it was a really good mouse. That might maybe. Yeah, yeah. I just I think it'd be nice. I just am like we are we are definitely it's very much fashion. So yeah. we're right. We're now in the RGB tempered. Oh, RGB. Fashion. Oh yeah. For a while it was the the black with the red. You know, yeah. and now we're here. Well, I, and, I and now Dell has is. the different colors and the blue. Oh, but well, and, and, and yeah, the Predator line is, is kind of switched to a bluish you know, rather than switched. red. So I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Well, and one more thing I'll say about the Acer event is that they actually did have case modders um, there who'd worked on the Concept D laptops mm-hmm. uh, and, and case modded them. The, the one looked like a scaly reptile. I mean, it was all crazy. 
Yeah, I love that. I just wish case you know. modding a laptop. I mean, imagine that. They, I follow a bunch of case modders. I'm friends with a bunch of them on Facebook, and some of them were at that event. And oh, really? Those things looked amazing. Yeah, they looked great. <laughs> I wonder if you could customize it. I mean, I know some PC vendors have tried to do swappable lids, but it'd be cool well, to do something yeah. like that. Gorilla glue. Do you, do you know what PC you can't customize? What? Yeah, a MacBook. Well, <laughs> that too. I, Easy target. Uh, no, uh, the uh, the new PC that got uh, specs that got announced uh, oh, today. Oh, yeah. The cool new PC. Isn't it a PC? Yeah. The, the PC Adam is called is- like trying to segue sony yes. moved on from the vio line to oh. this new line called playstation mm. uh, so it's it's a pc pretty much uh it has been a pc for a long time yeah but this, it really has I, I gotta say that it's it's impressive right this Brad PlayStation wrote an 5 is, art, awesome article i'm gonna drop that in the uh in the chat you want to break it down brad what is in the new playstation 5 yeah sure so um we don't have too many hard details like nitty-gritty speeds and feeds kinds of deals but uh, Sony's, you know, very renowned system architect, Mark Cerny, gave an interview with Wired Magazine and gave us, you know, our first taste of the PlayStation 5's capabilities. And as a place, as a PC gamer who is never going to buy a PlayStation 5, I'll say that right now. Really? Uh, yeah, I would buy the next Switch, whatever the next Switch is, but I'm not going to buy a PlayStation 5. I'm actually super excited for what they have going on in here. Uh so it's Jaguar cores, right? It's just mm-hmm. better Jaguar cores, uh, mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> so the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One, when they came out, they both adopted AMD APU design. So x86 architecture, Radeon graphics, all on one chip. They're basically PCs running custom software at this point. I mean, there is a bit of a difference the way they're all fully integrated, but they're PCs at their heart, yeah. uh, which was great when it came out in 2013. Uh, but in 2019, their Jaguar AMD cores that were made for mid-tier tablets are really holding <laughs> gaming in general back. Uh, yeah. There's a big trend towards open-world design in games these days. Mm-hmm. And open-world design leans heavily on the CPU and the storage. So the slow-ass 5400 RPM hard drives and those Jaguar cars cores are Killing open world, like we can't see their full potential right now because every major developer optimizes for consoles because that's where a lot of the money is, right? Uh, but this new PlayStation, uh, Mark Cerny told Wired, is also going to be using an AMD APU, but this one will be based off third gen Ryzen, which Yay! is the one launching this summer. They're ones you can't even get yet, uh, as well as Radeon Navi GPU, which we know it's coming. It's expected this year. Again, something we don't have a lot of details on from AMD. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be all modern AMD's newest 7 nanometer Ryzen technology and Radeon technology I mean, right the, there in PlayStation 5. This seems very forward-thinking because I, I feel like Jaguar was already pretty old when the last consoles came out, right? It, uh, it wasn't really old, but it was crap. Oh, it was okay. crap from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, his claim to fame is we're still faster than Adam. Yeah. I don't mean what? Adam the what? producer. I mean Adam, Intel Adam. It's like, yeah, we're somewhat better than Adam sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be running these AMD APUs. And they're also, it's funny because they're talking about all this new technology. There's more that we're going to get into in a minute. Uh, but the part that Mark Cerny, the architect, called the game changer, and I totally agree with him. 
is they're also going to put in SSDs. Woo-hoo. So, nice. well, welcome moving to twenty nineteen. From a hard drive to a SSD is a huge difference, like a massive difference in performance. We always say, if you have an old computer before you do anything else, go buy a cheap SSD, put it in there, see what happens. It's that much of a difference. Um, talking to Wired, they were fast traveling in the Spider Man game, and on the PlayStation Four Pro. So the newer upgraded one, not the original. Um, it took 18 seconds to pass travel, 15 seconds to pass travel. On the PlayStation 5 with an SSD, it takes 0.8. Wow. So, <laughs> which is what happens yeah. when you go from a 5400 yeah. RPM hard drive to an SSD. But the fact that developers will be able to assume that the majority of their audience will have Ryzen CPUs and an SSD in their system means great things for PC gamers oh, yeah. trickling down. Well, and, uh, but it's probably safe to say that those are going to be PCIe based. They're not going to be M.2, right? They haven't said what it is. Well, it'll it's be. Integrated. It's, 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 all that stuff's highly integrated. It's not going to be an adding card. Um, Sony well, I, said just that it's going to have can, immensely like, more it. bandwidth than today's PCs. Oh, okay. Right. So it might be a PCIe 4 yeah, SSD. He wouldn't go to details. SSD. Yeah. Who, know, who knows what what it is exactly? I well, although I he he didn't go into details, but I was kind of like, well, that's I mean, it's it's like, hey, welcome to the twenty first century with your <laughs> SSD for God's sake. But I, I mean, I love SSDs; they're awesome. I recommend everybody gets one. But for a gaming computer, it's really you, a one terabyte SSD is it's still a hundred bucks. They How are they going to? They'll come out with 500 gigabytes. These days, you can get a 500 gigabyte SSD. You can go buy one on Amazon right now for 50 bucks. They're about, you know, a dime or whatever a gig. Yeah, but how does that cut the mustard on a PlayStation 5 with, you know, 80 gig game installs with the textures for, well, you know, I, I don't. I agree. Um, there probably will be space limited. Not my problem. That's why I'm not a console <laughs> gamer. Uh, but that being said, they also said that this will not come out this year. So it'll be 2020 mm. at the earliest. So who uh, knows how cheap SSDs are going to be by then? I mean, they've plummeted this year. So uh, also, everyone in the chat's uh, saying it's probably going to be SATA. Uh, but no. the, and pe- people are wondering um, the uh, you know I mean you've been able to swap drives in in older consoles already. Uh, yep. You know, so you know this this isn't like a, a brand new thing. Yeah. Well, might- the consoles come with hard drives, and you can swap out the SSD, but the kind. Of, uh, some people do, but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if that's very rare because the kind of people who buy consoles are typically the kind of people that just take the console yeah. and they play. <laughs> that's yeah. the reason. Not yeah, PC I, games. I would say most people uh, plug in external. I, I know I have an external drive on do. my, my yeah. PS4. You know, so yeah, that yeah. that really helps having a PlayStation Five <laughs> with a 512 gig SSD and then storing it on a hard drive. <laughs> but but that being said, the important part is like I said, actually. I don't care about what it means for PlayStation gamers, because I really don't care about PlayStation. I care that developers will be able to assume there's a Ryzen CPU and an SSD in the majority of systems that they're targeting. But is that, which, I, yeah. Is that, that makes a big difference. Is that yeah. real? I, sometimes I, I, I think we all said that when, you know, finally, for God's sake, consoles like, because they have been just the, the, the rock around PC gaming forever, just holding everybody back. I'm not sure it's ever going to pay off dividends. Like we always think, like, well, we're going to get multi-threading now that consoles have, you know, eight cores. I mean, they're weak ass eight cores, but at least they have it. But it mm-hmm. never where it where the hell well, is it showing up in PC gaming? I agree. While I was writing this article up, I was I went back and I read 
when the PlayStation 4 was announced in 2013, uh, I did an article about that, comparing it to the PC. And I was very optimistic along those lines. And it, a lot of it didn't turn out to be. So, you know, my beliefs are more tempered this time around. But I think last time the issue was that they did decide to go with those really crappy Jaguar cores. Like, that had long-term effects that switching switching to Ryzen by itself is going to have huge effects for the ecosystem. Just because I think the Jaguar cores is what Duke did the first time around, to be honest. Uh, also, uh, somebody in the chat says uh, terrible three on uh, Twitch is is asking about the the ray tracing that it's saying it's going to support ray tracing. Like, how, how are they, they going to do that? No idea. That's uh, the devil's in the details for that because they're like, oh yeah, it's capable of ray tracing. Um, the thing that these these uh, hardware manufacturers don't say is every GPU is capable of ray tracing. It's just how fast can you run it. That's the reason that ray tracing has never been a thing until NVIDIA introduced these RTX graphics cards with dedicated hardware to make it faster because it'll slow your system to a crawl uh, on Windows, at least, uh, if you try to do that, you know, without that special dedicated hardware. So I'm going to be real interested to see if Navi has dedicated ray tracing cords itself. Uh... And what that means for Navi graphics cards, because Sony might have requested some sort of weird dedicated hardware for mm-hmm. its custom APU that it built, because Sony's software doesn't use Windows anyway, obviously. Xbox does. Sony doesn't. So they don't use DirectX ray tracing API. So they could be requesting something totally custom for them. Uh, so, yeah, there's a bunch of question marks there. It could. We're going to have to mm-hmm. see the final implementation. But they say it's going to handle ray tracing. Um, NVIDIA just released, unlocked DirectX ray tracing on GTX graphics cards, yep. and it's not pretty. We haven't done an article on it. Uh, I played around with it a little bit. Uh, Digital Foundry did an excellent article on mm-hmm. it that I linked to in my Sony piece. Uh, it's bad. You shouldn't, unless you have a GTX 1080 Ti, you shouldn't be trying to use ray tracing in modern games. So if it's you know purely shader-based in this Navi thing... I'm going to be very curious to see how that turns out. So, uh, so re- real quick, somebody in the chat said uh, that it, it, the PlayStation 5 will be able to trace one ray. <laughs> <laughs> Does... Yeah, that's why it's not called ray's tracing. So you don't buy I, 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 the NVIDIA thing, because I, I, I was sort of asking NVIDIA when they first revealed, hey, we're going to do you know uh, ray tracing on GTX. And like, mm-hmm. so is this just to make everybody feel bad? So they want to upgrade? They're like, no, we want to in- enable it for the entire ecosystem. But if it's so poor, it does seem like this is their attempt to just say, like, yeah, okay. Before we just said, no, you shouldn't be able to run this. But now they're saying, go ahead, run it. And then it's going to convince people to buy, you know, there RTX cards. It could be part of that. I also think, I personally, uh, as someone who I was in the NVIDIA press briefings, the embargo briefs on all this stuff. Uh, just the terminology and the language they were using, I think it's more so they can say to developers, hey, you know, instead of having 2 million RTX graphics cards out there, there are now 20 million ray tracing capable GeForce cards. So I think it's just something to do with the scale and trying to upsell the technology to developers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which, I mean, if the PlayStation 5 does come out and can do ray tracing, even though it doesn't directly translate to DXR and Windows, you would think that that would give that a shot in the arm too, right? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, there's some people who still believe that ray tracing is going to go nowhere. is a dead end, which I, I think does sound crazy to me. But um, do you, <clears throat> the... I still, I still think it's eventually, I have no idea the time scale. Eventually, that's going to be the default, is my, my opinion. I'm not sure how long it'll take, but ray tracing, if you talk to anybody who makes games, anybody who does graphics technology, they're always mega pumped that this is finally happening. It just depends on your direction. When you're looking forward, Oh, this is way, taking way too long. And then when you're there, well, it was really quick. Well, no, don't you remember saying how long this took forever? Uh, so you're saying it's possible, which is interesting to me. I, if Sony, I can't believe they blew this by saying Navi will do ray tracing. But you're saying it's mm-hmm. not necessarily implied that there will be hardware ray tracing in Navi. Then I mean, it could yeah. be just a Sony. I mean, that's... It that could. Who knows? Or no, it could be that they're looking to... I, I would... If they're saying that out loud, I hope that there's hardware involved in this dedicated hardware to handle the ray tracing. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that there will be. Um, or, <laughs> you know, may- maybe they have uh, a cheaper option that doesn't have hard dedicated hardware and a more expensive option that does. I mean, who knows? Uh, also, I will say uh, Elena Yi uh, is in the chat defending consoles right now. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. So, I'm oh. on Elena's team now. Just a couple weeks ago, I got the Konami code tattoo on my arm. There so. you go. <laughs> Perfect. Seriously? Uh, yeah. Also, um, the... Uh, man, I'm sorry. I'm going to try to find the person. A flash photo was asking about uh, knowing kind of roughly the, the CPU and GPU that's going to be in it. What do we think for, for RAM? Uh, what do you think would make sense? Um, It'll depend. I mean, you would think at least eight. Like, I believe that's what the current consoles have. I think you'd have at least that. I wouldn't be surprised if there's more. There's some rumors going around right now about pricing and release date and RAM and stuff like that. That's some pretty, like, wildly big numbers, like mm. 24 gigabytes of RAM, I think, is the rumor. Yeah. But didn't they go with something? Uh, yeah, I, I just don't remember on the PS4 Pro, but didn't they go with some weird hybrid GDR5 yeah. for main memory? So, yeah, yeah it's possible. Uh, uh that stuff varies. It's all this is once you start getting down into that kind of stuff, this is AMD's custom chip work design, so it could vary greatly from the PlayStation to the next gen Xbox to what we actually see in Navi graphics cards. Where where does speaking of console wars, where does this put I have, I don't even know what version of Xbox they're on or have a lot announced. Where does that where's it gonna put it with the Xbox war? Uh we'll see. Actually there's a rumor right now that Microsoft might launch a discless all digital Xbox next month. Oh my god. Yeah, micro- uh, Microsoft seems to be kind of leaning into uh, the Xbox One X of this generation is the, you know, the most powerful console, uh, but next generation they're definitely, you know, saying hey, part part of our big content strategy is going to be streaming, you know, so they might have like a cheaper streaming only version or who knows. If you, you know? If you work on a nuclear submarine, go buy an Xbox One. Yeah. <laughs> no, Xbox 360. That's it. That's what they... Remember when that dude said that when the Xbox One launched? They were oh, trying yep, to make yep, it all yep. streaming and cloud-based then. And they're like, well, if you live on a nuclear submarine, just stick with your Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and Sony hasn't talked too much about their streaming stuff. I mean, they have a streaming service, but they, they're not leaning as heavy as Microsoft is, so... You know, who knows? Maybe, yeah, maybe Sony's like, ah, oh, crap. The Xbox One X was like the most powerful console, you know. But now we're gonna have the most powerful console. I, I don't know. I mean, it, but also at the same time, Microsoft's probably gonna have AMD just like they did mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe they're on par, and it's still a good thing for for PC fans. You know, I 100% expect the Xbox to be running on AMD because they've already been playing up how backwards compatibility 
compatibility is a big deal for them. They want to make it more like the PC. You know, they've been doing Microsoft's been working hard to improve the PC experience, although Windows Store is still a blight upon humanity. Uh, so I expect them to be AMD based as well whenever that happens. Uh, one of the cool things about it being x86 hardware in the PlayStation 5, and now this is the second generation of that, is that they say it'll be backwards compatible with PlayStation 4 games out of the box. Thank that's, goodness. That's the beauty of PC. Hell yeah. <laughs> the developers just have to say, turn it down to if you're running PS4. It automatically will on, tune it uh, No, PlayStation 4 games will still run on a PlayStation 5. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. necessarily mean you can play PlayStation 5 games on a PlayStation 4. I would think you they would because they want to sell games so that you would just crank it back to lower no, settings. No, because then to, they, they wouldn't run. sell any new consoles. That's how consoles do it. They they make the old it's, one obsolete like I that. I don't know. I mean, that that old world way of thinking went out the window True. with all their funky True, maybe. you know, custom... Maybe they keep the PS4 parts. around forever, you know. But but I'm, I'm super excited about this in general, though. The idea that Ryzen SSDs are going to be table yep. stakes now. The idea that ray tracing could get a shot in the arm. Because I actually, even though it does give a big performance hit, I'm all about it. I love it. I love crazy new technology that makes your stuff sweat. Uh, and I'm just real excited to see that those will be mass market uh, in the next couple of years. And Jet is asking, you know, if if they're finally going to lean into x86 uh, for the hardware, you know, the the next couple generations. Do you think do you think that means we'll ever get to a point where it'll truly be like a PC and it's modular and you could do more than just you know swap out a, a hard drive? My actual hope, uh, I don't think that's going to happen in consoles. No, and I would be surprised because that even though consoles are becoming a lot more PC like. I mean, the reason you buy a console is because you buy the box, you plug it in, and you play it. So I, I would doubt that they would have upgradable technology before too long. What I'm hoping is more on the Xbox side, that eventually what they have Windows is that you could like uh, pay money to get a nice Blu-ray drive that has all the hardware, you know, software compatibilities baked into it. You know it works, and you could enter like an Xbox mode in your PC and just put like your Halo disc inside your PC. That's my eventual... Huh? That'd be cool. I, I have some crazy <laughs> predictions, though, Brad. I'm going to predict, mm. and I base this on absolutely no Uh-oh. knowledge of talking to anybody, but just simply like making stuff up to be controversial. I would predict <laughs> next generation Xbox after their streaming service fails miserably because console <laughs> console gaming on on streaming just is not going to happen. See, wait, but I thought you always said that console gamers just don't care about graphics quality. So if they go to streaming, they're then they're no, fine. they do, they do when they have to when you're lording it over the other console. Then you're then it's, okay, <laughs> then it's okay to get in that war. Yeah, but the, anytime they look at the PC, they feel inferior. So I, I, it's not about graphics. What's not about frame rates and graphics and resolution yeah, or load times? That's what you've always said, but now you're saying it. No, it I'm, I'm saying it, it is, but I, I I believe that. But I always hear this thing from you and Elena that <laughs> oh, it's not about frame rates and and resolution and and load times and audio. Yeah, that, that's why I'm <laughs> saying the games, that's why I'm the controller. saying actually oh, oh, a audio. lot of streaming people will care. Actually, something that they also mentioned is that AMD's baking in some custom 3D audio work for them in the PlayStation 5. So, wow, that's so that's cool. To come back to. Sure wish we had something like that on a gaming platform <laughs> that was upgradable, had resolutions, frame rate. and No, here's my crazy prediction. You can plug in a Super X5. Here's my crazy PS4. prediction. I never got True. to crazy prediction, which is uh, Xbox streaming service. People are going to be like, eh. you know, you have people that are just like, they are, it's got to be hardware in front of them. It's got to be. High-risk textures. It's, it can't be all the latency you got to deal with. 
but my prediction, crazy prediction, Xbox Gen Next Generation will be based on Intel, CPU, and graphics. <laughs> Ooh, that would be uh, good. 2021. Oh, it's far my. enough that people will remember this conversation by then. Dang. Why not, right? I mean, I Intel's mean, hungry. Intel's hungry. They got plenty of IP. Ooh. They got to make this graphics part, I mean, you know, prove itself. Why not be the foil to AMD and graphics? Dang. That would change consoles. things. I mean, yeah. have they, have, wait, have they hired anybody from the console space recently? <laughs> we just need to look at their current hiring. I well, you know, I, they got to get the contract source. But I would just think like, yeah, why not? Right? They got a graphics part. They got to push out there. They need to make it competitive. And what what other way than to go to their old friends Microsoft and and do a Xbox based on it? <laughs> Who knows? Is that crazy? Ed Wintel, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> Man, I'm just be, saying that would be wild. Stream is not going to work. It ain't going to work. Oh, well, it's not really streaming. It's just that not physical discs. So, like, if you have an Xbox Game Pass subscription now, you download the games to your system. You just can't put a disc in. And I'm saying streaming is going to work. Like, it's not going to go away. It's it's going to be good for a subset of. I use streaming all the time, and yeah, I think there's plenty of people out there who will. I don't think it'll replace playing locally, but I think it's going to be a viable option for people who don't care just want to play a game is this ps5 going to be better than a pc are we going to now have ps5 players getting all in you know like, i hope so when the playstation face. 4 came out it was it was competitive with the mid-range pc like like if you had like a 250 dollar kind of graphics card that jaguar cpu always sucked but it was you know in the ballpark of a decent you know mid-range pc hmm I, I, That's what I would expect for this too, because they can only they, the ceiling's only so high because they have to price it for the mainstream. Yeah. So. Yep. I mean, it'll still be you know 4K at medium, you know. So. Well, we don't know what Navi is. You've got decent cores. Actually, they said 8K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which well, I wrote in my article. Don't sure, actually yeah. think you're gonna. Well, <laughs> also, they say 4K <laughs> now, but it's most of it's just upscaled. <laughs> yep. So. I don't know about that. Yeah, Gordon, can your PC do 8K right now? Sure. PS5 can. Sure. <laughs> I can. Sent the low res, I guess. It's just some more of a pastel kind of a game, kind of like watercolors, just kind of moving still. around there. Hey, man, StarCraft 2 still has a base. I bet you I can get 8K going on that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> How much do you think this is going to cost? $500. Yeah. That's that's always the five, it's, that's it's, the yeah. console price. Yeah, it's yeah. I think that's one. how much the Intellivision cost back then. No, it's 250, <laughs> I think. Uh when the PlayStation 4 came out it was 500 bucks in just the game thing. Uh and the Xbox was $600, I believe it was. And it was like a mic drop moment at e- I was at that E3 where like you could hear cheering across the building kind of a deal. So for $600 surprised. $500 for the PlayStation 4. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I'd be surprised if they push it further. Because they did that with the PlayStation 3. They made that real expensive in that generation. It lost out to the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. And this time around, the Xbox One started off at the higher price point. And it's, you know, while they're both successful, it's lagging far behind PlayStation 4 sales. So I wouldn't be surprised if they look to be very cost competitive. Mm-hmm. How, come, how come whenever I talk to Xbox people, they're always like, no, they, they've sold exactly the same. They're perfectly equal. <laughs> Right. Is that not true? What, what Xbox people are you talking Elena to? Angry. Yeah. <laughs> Elena's not here. She had to go to bed. Oh. Because <laughs> that was like, the Xbox fans are like, no, it's not true. We Every bit as good as PlayStation 4. You know, most of the people in the chat, though, are, are, are going for 400. 400? Uh, wow. wow. Right? Mm. 
So. That's top of the line hardware all around for yeah. 400 bucks with an SSD. Yeah, that's just... a little too much. I don't think. I don't think you can. Yeah, that's optimistic. <laughs> I, I will say though, I'm it. It, it does. It's interesting because I always hear about how optimization on consoles is awesome, but that level load time is horrible. Fifteen seconds in that Spider-Man time travel thing, and that's just fast travel. Playing games on consoles oh, yeah. with their stock hard drive. Oh yeah, it's abominable. I don't know how anybody does it. Well, and- it takes. Like my PC boots way faster. Oh yeah, the entire thing than just waiting for a level to load on a. Well, and one one of the problems that's always plagued the the Xbox through this whole generation has been like even navigating the menus, like just just in the 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 main user interface has been super slow. Like when you go to where all your games pop up, like it's just super slow to load. So I but, think Microsoft is really going to care about it this time. But um, but, but what I think is funny is that the Nintendo Switch, the cheap Nintendo Switch. Is actually much better at load times simply yep. because it uses SD cards. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> SD for random access. But I thought consoles they can just simply optimize for inferior hardware, and that makes it all be- the equal of whatever have the PC has. Brad or and Adam. Yeah, they push you know? the. Uh, it's mean, optimized. That's why it's it uh, doesn't matter. I mean, they the do fa- have the highest quality pixels. Yeah, really? I, I will say that you know. Yeah. Uh, even though the, this generation is older, you know, there's they're still there's they're still not doing too bad. They're still able to really push, you know, all, all those crappy Jaguar cores. You just said a second ago uh, that load, just moving the menus feels like you're on a Pentium two or something. When, when the, oh, we were talking about uh, graphics quality here. Oh, I see. 1080p. It's, just, it's still good. 1080p. So you can as, it's just as, beautifully as a, rendered loading screen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good 1080p depends on your definition of good, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the Soulsborne games, man, they dip down into the 20 frames per second. And well, I know that sitting on a couch 10 feet away is a little different from sitting right here. But also, 20 that frames developer per second, has always sucked it up to me. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. I hear, I'm hearing a lot of excuses here. Well, because somebody, like, somebody like Forza, I mean, Forza is beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's, there's people like, who can do it, right? Does it hit load, load screens, though? Loading. Yeah, the yeah. initial load screen takes forever. Yeah, on an Xbox, but, what, but once you're in the world, it does okay. Yeah, it did. For the newest Forza didn't have loading; it was just one big open thing. Hmm. Okay. Once you're in it, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I uh, am doubtful. I'm, I will tell you one thing: I'm sure is the PC will still be better and faster. Well, of course, that's 100 percent true. I mean, come on. But I mean, think about it. There's going to be rising cores in there. That alone is going to make all the difference in the world. I mean, it's not Jaguar. When Jaguar cores came out, we're like, oh, that's a pretty good GPU. Oh, this Xbox and this PlayStation look pretty well specced. Oh, that's the CPU they went with? Where in this case, it's a kick-ass, high-quality Ryzen core. So You know, it should help, right? It's got to help. It's going to help tremendously. It's going to run circles around what they have now. Because a lot of the games now really are starting to use more than, you know, the classic two threads of one-thread gaming. It really... On PC, it definitely helps to have, you know, four or more, six sometimes, mm-hmm. so. I'm curious to see how many cores, CPU cores, wind up in the final deal. Will it be four cores? Will it be eight cores? Will it be six cores? Who knows? Yeah. Because if it's six or eight cores and it's actual Ryzen cores and not those weird Jaguar pseudo cores, it's a good Ryzen yeah. core and there's actually eight of them, that could make a big difference. That's, we're talking five years down the line, though. But if they get six or eight cores in next-gen consoles that are rising cores five or six down years down the line we're three or four or five six who knows uh it could be a big difference for pc gamers on that front too mm-hmm. hmm. yeah i'll believe it when i see it 
In the meantime, we're still better. <laughs> of course. Uh, let's move over to some questions. Uh, the first one uh, over on Discord, if you want to put it in Discord or if you got anything in the chat, I'll uh, comb through there. Uh, from Discord, uh, Big Mama is asking, uh, if the PS5 will support 8K, uh, do you think it'll use DLSS, like upscaling type of technology maybe? Um, it would use upscaling if anybody was crazy enough to try to make that happen. Um, there's no way, you're, unless you're playing like Texas Hold'em poker arcade game kind of a deal, that is going to run anywhere near 8K natively. I doubt it would run 4K natively without upscaling. Uh, it's always weird talking about consoles because they're fine with 30 frames per second. <laughs> so my far head, I think away, about too, 60. Right? <laughs> now it's just an unknown quantity at this point. We don't know what's going to be. Yeah, we know it exists. It's expected to launch this year. AMD hasn't said anything about it, so we'll have to see. Okay. But AK seems awfully optimistic. If yeah. it would have to involve upscaling, or maybe it's just for video playback or something. Who knows? I don't expect there to be DLSS, like specifically DLSS and videos implementation that takes advantage of uh, dedicated tensor cores inside of RTX GPUs. I don't expect to see that in Navi. Okay. Uh, this one's for uh, for you, Melissa. Uh, Jet is asking: Was there any other Acer pre-builds you liked at the event? Is he talking about the oh pre-builds, so not yep. the mods? Pre-builds. Um, I wasn't allowed to talk about the laptops that they showed there, but there are actually some really great laptops you at can the talk show. About the oh, can I? Can Go I? So first of all, the Acer Predator Helio 700 laptop that they debuted at the event has a keyboard that slides forward, and when you slide it forward, it exposes two um, uh, ventilation uh, extra vents for the laptop. Um, so uh, that those laptops have the AeroBlade fans that really push the air out, and so uh, the Predator Helio 700 has, you know, uh, high-end overclockable CPU so, uh, plus a really great GPU. So having those extra vents makes a big deal, makes a big difference. Also, pushing the keyboard forward uh, and having the trackpad and the buttons kind of uh, closer to you makes it a lot easier to game on the laptop. I thought That sounds really cool, actually. I thought it was beautiful, but, you know, I just love, Adam knows from covering PC events with me, if, if it moves, I love it. And it's just really <laughs> fun to see the keyboard slide back and forth. It was an, an ingenious solution, I thought. And to, that'll be a production laptop? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be out really soon. Um, and then the Concept D lifestyle brand, their highest end laptop um, called the Concept D9, I think, um, we saw the gaming version of that at CES, Um I can't remember what it was called, but it was the the laptop display was on this dual arm. It was a, tr- a trite, Triton. The Triton, yeah. yeah, the Triton nine hundred. Same thing on the Triton nine hundred had a dual arm hinge, and so the display, you know, was kind of suspended like an acrobat on a bar. It was kind of cool. I wonder if any of these designs are going to make it because everybody, it's interesting all the all the experimentation that's going on with gaming laptops. Mm-hmm. You had the ASUS motherboard, which is like a big giant gaming surface in a way. You had the Triton, yeah. But it seems like no matter what, at the end of the day, it just comes down to clamshell laptop with, you know, basics. It doesn't seem like anybody ever really embraces these I mean, new designs. I'm intrigued by the Triton because I haven't seen it in real life. But in the pictures I've seen, it reminds me of way back when Windows 8 launched. And we had the very first two-in-ones. Yeah. And they were going through all kinds of experimentations. Um, the original Dell XPS 13 was in a hinge that had a rotating mm-hmm. lid like that. So mm-hmm. you could do it from a tablet to a laptop. And that Triton design reminds me an awful lot of it. Yeah. yeah, and I think the design enables you to hold a, a heavier display. Yeah, I mean, but I just even because that whole it all the way around, make it into a tablet. 
Like that that A frame, I think that kind of like pivot design. That is, I sort of got from the nineteen nineties. I've I've seen it back then, and it just mm-hmm. it, we keep trying to recycle these these form factors and designs. But consumers just like mm, no clamshell. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that's ever caught on are these convertibles, and that's to me a, like kind of the best thing these days. But yeah, but then when you flip it over, then your keyboard is like sitting on your desktop. So yeah, by having a display that for... flips, like on the Triton or this Concept Dean, yeah, but now your keyboards, your keyboards are on a hard desktop surface. Yeah, but now the screen's closer. <laughs> I just think, I, I, I don't think I've that ever seen a convertible That is simpler and cheaper to do than the dual arm thing. Yeah, but it's, more reliable. But it's imperfect because your keys, your keys are hitting the desk. Yeah. Yep. It's for A-frame mode. <laughs> Does anyone use a frame mode? I don't. Uh, another question for you from Amon: uh, Is Acer making a new Vega Helios 500 with desktop GPU? Do you know Vega Helios? I mean, they mean Predator Helios 500, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, the last generation, uh, the Helios 500 had a Ryzen Radeon option. So instead of Intel and Nvidia, there's one that had Ryzen and Radeon inside. I think he's asking if. That's going to be an option for these new ones. They actually didn't have the Predator Helios 500 at this event. I was expecting them to, but uh, that was okay because I was just busy sliding the keyboard on the 700. (laughs) I imagine they will, though. It's kind of nice that uh, Acer does AMD designs. There's, you know, everybody expects everybody to make a lot more AMD this year since they can't get no Intel parts. (laughs) Small problem. Yeah. Uh, Okay, we got one over on uh, on Twitter from... uh uh amon <laughs> thanks mr uh, yeah. uh is the 2060 good for 1440p gaming yes if uh for 60 frames per second 60 hertz monitor yes if you have a very high refresh rate monitor you might want to step up but for 60 fps 1440p that would do fine okay uh, along those same lines ashen one is asking what's a better card for twitch streaming 1660 ti or a used gtx 1080 somebody's shopping boy that's a tough one then they have that new um they is in the yeah. new encoder engine in the it doesn't make it in the 1660 i know the rtx gets that sure i know it was in our i would think so i would think it'd be in the 1660 because if it's in the rtx Basically, RTX is the same as the GTX, the modern GTX ones, just with the RT and Tensor Core, so I would think so. Uh, you don't need a crazy, unless you're using a single PC, you don't need, if you're making a dedicated like streaming PC, you don't need a crazy GPU. Uh, if you were looking to buy new hardware, I would say the 1660... TI is about where the GTX 1070 was, so the GTX 1080 would give you more frames per second. So if you're looking at it as far as just raw power, the GTX 1080 would be more powerful. Uh, but if you get a 1660 TI, you don't have to buy it used. You get a warranty and stuff, so that makes a difference to True. me. Uh, at least one person in the chat is saying that uh, the 1660 has a new encoder. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got another question from uh, what is that? Uh, new, new bold, new bold. Uh, question for Gordon: Do you think the gap between PC and laptops is getting smaller? And if so, which is better in this year's development? I think it just depends on what your definition of PC is. Clearly, you can get near ninety nine hundred K performance in a laptop that's thirteen pounds once you yes. can have the bricks. But no, when you're looking at, if you consider a PC also a 32-core 32, 32 Threadripper or a 28-core Xeon, 
then no, no, there's nowhere, nowhere, you nowhere, ain't nowhere near laptops getting to uh, desktop PCs. I think for general use, though, I think it's pretty even these days. Yes. Yeah. Like I would that have I would if, 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 if a normal person, like if my mother or my aunt or my uncle or whatever asked me, hey, man, what should I get? Just go get a, a Core i5 or a Ryzen 5 Core i3 laptop. It yeah. would be fine, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was my totally other agree. prediction for, for game consoles. <laughs> yeah, Intel-based <laughs> upgradable graphics. <laughs> Modular graphics, right. in fact. You buy this Xbox, it'll be the last Xbox you ever buy. Hey, you need more graphics performance? Move it, put it in your new graphics. Bam. Yeah, I know, that's crazy. <laughs> we'll call it the it Odyssey. It. <laughs> the, Odyssey, the old Odyssey, not the new Odyssey. There you go. A uh, couple more questions. Um, Rooker on uh, on Discord is asking, what is the best CPU you'd recommend for a brand new gaming rig paired with a 2080 Ti that will cause no bottlenecks in any game for about the next four to five years? Uh, wow. Gonna That's all he wants. Play mostly at 1080 60, but maybe 1440 uh, at Ultra. Uh, and they they like to play uh, large the games with uh, mods like that that have a lot of resource drain. Wow. Well, very specific. Yes. 9900K or 9700K. Yeah. Go for the high end. If you have uh, a 28, 2080 Ti, you pair it with a high end Intel processor if possible. Although a 2080 <laughs> Ti and a 1080p panel is 1080 Yeah, it's a bit like, overkill. That is a lot of overkill. If originally I was going to say, oh, five years, that is like looking really far down the road. Okay, actually, 1080p 60, that should go five years. I think ray tracing if, is the only issue, right? Yeah. If I was in your shoes, Rooker, uh, what I might consider is instead of getting a 9900K, I would consider getting a 9700K and spending the difference to get a 1440p panel. Ah, interesting alternative. I don't know. Well, they might already have one. He says probably <laughs> would play a 108060 or maybe 1440 with G Sync Ultra settings. Oh. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. If he doesn't, yeah. Yeah. It is hard to beat those high high uh, clock speed Intel parts. 9700K, yep. 900K just makes sense. AMD fan, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and the fact that you're talking about pairing it with a 2080 Ti means we're not even going to bother talking about the cheaper yeah. options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a question from uh, from uh, Adam Patrick Murray in our Discord. Uh, <laughs> my CLC attached to my 4790K is making gurgling noises. Is it okay? <laughs> Only on power up? No, I, I, I can, if if I if I lean in real close, I can I can hear just you know like a little bit of gurgling kind of water. You know, I'm not getting any leaks or anything. It just mm. I just hear you know a little bit of is that is that normal? No. So in you if you go to um, the Windows, if you go to Windows and you go to the lower right hand side, uh-huh. there's this little thing that looks like uh, it's called a speaker. Okay. And then you click on it and you <laughs> increase the volume, and that'll fix your gurgling noise. <laughs> you need a louder uh, GPU, Adam. Yeah, I I think it's it's I've had some gurgling sometimes, and it, it's generally okay. It, I would monitor temps because it's about four years old. There's a chance. I mean, you know, they're sealed. You're not supposed to have leakage, but I have had brand new CLCs that are like had no water in them. So I would <laughs> I would just definitely look at temps, but I wouldn't worry about it until the temps got out of control. I agree uh, with that. Yeah, it's about four years old. It's a Corsair H80, I think. So it is the dual yeah. fan one. Oh, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's probably okay. Make sure there isn't a hose bound up or something. But I, as long as your temps are okay. And, you know, I mean, temps are fine, people yeah. have had CLCs leak at the, the cold plate. So 
if it's happened, it's too late anyway, so don't mess with it. Yeah, no, I, I, I've, I've checked. I have no leaks, nothing oh. like that. It's just, <laughs> it's just you know, an audible, little audible gurgling. Well, then use the that. Sound, the sound can change on those over time because it is liquid inside, and, you know, it's been sitting in there for four years, like you said, so sound sounds can change. Okay. Yeah. Right. Just crank the volume. Uh, I will tell that person in Discord. You know, if that person's really worried about it, because I know some people are just like, hey, man, I don't want the idea of any water possibly getting inside my PC. Go buy a cheap Cooler Master Hyper 212 or whatever. Yeah, go for air. Air fans are always like, yeah, there's no maintenance. Nothing ever goes wrong. And you think it'll still be able to hit temps just okay? Yeah. Uh, It wouldn't be as good, but it'd be fine. 4790K, you're probably good. Okay, I'm not. I'm not too worried. I wouldn't be too worried about it personally. Okay, uh, cool. And then the the last question is uh, is a fun one because I always like to do that. Uh, Eve, Eve, evoke. Wait, Evocat I Productions, Evocatite Productions. <laughs> Go to YouTube and look for uh, Mr. Garvey. I don't know. How, uh, they have an important question: Is Gordon the only Trekkie on staff? Uh, and Peter follows up. Peter Jansen, a uh, friend of the show, follows up uh, asking if uh, we also like things like Stargate SG-1 or other sci-fi shows. Babylon 5 is the best sci-fi show of all time. Boom. Probably, oh, possibly God. the best sci-fi media of all time. Boom. I have a vintage <laughs> triple. Ooh. Is it I'm more of a Star Wars guy myself if we're talking about the big two. Uh, my favorite star, I've watched all the Star Treks, though. My favorite is probably Deep Space Nine. Uh, probably because it reminds me more of Star Wars than any of the other ones. <laughs> wait, how could you? Well, wait, if you are a Babylon Five fan, how could you possibly yeah. like Deep Space Nine? Because it's uh, outpost at the frontier of space, right? It's yeah. the same kind of a deal. Yeah, living no, in the because, wild west. Well, yes, it's like very similar, <laughs> but there's that classic tiff between. They stole that. They stole that from whatever, Jay, whatever, Michael Straczynski. So mm-hmm. he pitched that to Paramount. They stole it and, and ended up, they turned that into D-Space 9. I don't care about that. You don't that. care I about those. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's their problem and their lawyer's problem. Yeah, I like them true. both. Okay. No, I'm surprised. That is a very, that's, I've never heard from a Babylon 5 fan who's. I've always wanted to watch it. I've, I've, I've heard good things. Uh, I you myself, I get- just like uh, our boss John, is a Trekkie. Uh, definitely a diehard Trekkie. I'd, I mean, Star Wars is fun, but definitely Trekkie. I, I, I'll watch everything. I'll, I'll watch episodes of Space 1999. I love that. I mean, Space 1999 is great. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I know you're a big Star Wars fan, Melissa. I am also a big Star Wars fan, but only episodes four through six. Yeah. Plus that's, that's the original one through three. I don't acknowledge episodes one through three, although I heard three is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, Stargate SG one I haven't watched since I was a kid, but I remember liking it a bunch then. Is it really that old? Yeah, it must be. It is pretty I old. lost track because <laughs> there were like so many SG one Atlantis, SG one Clorox products. I mean there were just like so many SG ones. I just like what? Brought to you by Procter and Gamble. Well, I don't even. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Blade Runner. Uh, I think that's a real. Uh, that's a real series too. It was a Procter and Gamble SG one. Really? Well, <laughs> and and I think back to the original question. I mean, I'm OG Star Trek. I also used to watch Thunderbird. If anyone out oh, there remembers Thunderbird, Mm-mm. that's how OG my sci-fi is. Most people would um, think of the uh, uh, Team America as that's their version of Thunderbirds. Okay, so it was puppet-based. It It was puppet-based marionettes, Uh, uh, except it was kid-friendly. 
Was it Gary Anderson? Was that a Gary? That must have been a Gary Anderson thing. I have, no I have no such intense desire to go watch that now. I wonder if it's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, right. On Thunderbirds? Jeez. You know, they they yeah. remade it, too. They remade it. It's on Amazon. I did not They know remade that. Thunderbird? Yeah, if you can pick your way through the things you, you you have to pay for on the Amazon Prime video, you can find the Thunderbird show. And I, I tried to get my kids to watch it, and they're like, no. They did not. This is years ago, too, and they would never do another two huh, years. I'll uh, that up. Also, I'll leave it with this. Uh, our boss, John, uh, says Star Wars is Star Wars is for kids. Sorry, Gor- sorry Gordon and Melissa. Star Wars is for well, kids? Well, I was yeah. a kid when it came out. <laughs> Sue me. I, you know, I mean, they both have their charms, you know, but I've, if I had, had to lean, I would probably say 65% Star Trek. I mean, I, I live in a Star Wars, Star Trek home, so I, I, get, I like them both. So it's good. It's cool. All right. Oh, but I do. Oh, yeah. Close Encounters is actually probably my favorite sci-fi really? movie. Really? Yeah. Oh. Close Encounters is great. Original Alien. If I was picking a movie. <laughs> yeah. I was always disappointed. So creepy. In Close Encounters. Really? Oh, okay. Oh, no, just this is because... going to turn into a long show if we get on this. No, I, I just I was like, you know, as aliens, I've been trained to know what to expect from aliens. Really? You just want to put on a, a light concert for us? And, well, like, first of all... Bus ride to the stars? First of all, Steven this Spielberg not... versus George Lucas, no contest. Yeah. You know. But, mm, yeah, l- less, lest we get started. There, I don't know. There, there, there are definitely some Steven Spielberg things you kind of wish you could forget. So I, I agree, but overall, there's only one Howard. Overall, I would say there's, but there's more things of that uh, that uh, George Lucas has done that you want to forget. Yeah. No, he stopped because he. No, he hasn't. Done. He had. To, he literally had to stop because he wasn't doing yes. good. Yes. Yeah. Right, well, let's not talk about it because anyway, we won our Disney anyway. sponsorship. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I know Disney. Please. Sorry. Star Wars. It's great. <laughs> Uh, well, so check back in the future. I'm not here next week, but I don't know if somebody else is going to. Oh, and Brad isn't here either, so we will be taking a, a one week hiatus probably. Maybe. So check back in the future for your piece for your fix of why consoles are not as good as PC talk. <laughs> on the full nerd for audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, and also leave a review on iTunes every time that happens. Uh, Xbox may add another core to try to catch up the PlayStation 5. See, that's a give you, give you a bone there. <laughs> Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Adios. Bye. Melissa Rio Frio. Oh. I already you, waved you already goodbye. Way ahead sure of you, Gordon. Oh, okay. Way ahead of you. Yeah, that's out of order instructions. Sorry. Out of order buys. <laughs> and Adam Patrick Murray is going to hit the off switch. Hey, you know what? Uh, Go try to play a console. Just try one. Mm-hmm. Just just to just to mm-hmm. know that somewhere in the world nope. Gordon nope. is not feeling good nope. about it.